Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Rude Sports. I am your co-host Scott. With me as always is my main man Mike. And this is Craft Brewed Sports, and we're about to tap this keg of sports knowledge. You pump, I pour. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I love the intro, man. It's, it's so good. It's <laughs> that week off that we took a couple weeks ago was well worth it. it if nothing else came, came out, out of it, it. we <laughs> celebrated freedom and came up with our seemingly endless intro. We got a new beginning to the show. We got a new song. We got a, a new intro. I mean, this show is fucking taking off, man. Life is good. Advertisers are rolling in at this point. <laughs> They're begging us. Just we kidding. still haven't picked Just them up. Just kidding. If no. you want to advertise on our show, hit us up, <laughs> crapreesports at gmail.com. Very affordable spots available at this Shameless. point. The super. Get, get in on the ground level, folks. I will advertise anything. I will hawk any product you have. I don't give a shit right now. I just want to try to get some money. He'll hawk y'all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are talking baseball still. This is part two. Welcome into part two. The deuce. Of our baseball sports talk podcast. We're still here with my main man, Grant. Mike, we're still sipping on beers, too. Yep, we still got the hustle. We're, uh, we're rocking the hustle from Ryan Geist. We are quite a few <laughs> in at this point. Uh, everybody's been on the edge of their seats trying to wait to see if we can this or consume it. But they still got to wait for you another hour! <laughs> you got to hear us talk about some shit about baseball for a while. I will say, uh, just to give an update, that uh, the hustle's still going down smooth. So that's a little teaser. I don't know how many I am in at this point. I feel bad because I've been bogarting them over here on this side of the table. Uh, so Grant, I apologize, man. I know you had your natty light. Uh, and that <laughs> pint may of natty have, light told me ever pretty good right now. <laughs> may, have, may have filled you up a little bit. Uh, but if you want to, man, there's there's a couple left. Uh, I'm getting to them kind of quick, though. <laughs> I might take you up on that. We'll see. <laughs> this second hour of this episode this is uh, imagine we've done this before we did the drunk episode episode number 10 was our drunk episode that's pretty much what this one's gonna be but with a point I think. and with the guest <laughs> so we get somebody else to add to our uh, so, drunkenness yeah this is gonna be a of sitting really fun stuff. episode uh but yeah uh still hustle, talking baseball 
Still talking baseball. Still drinking, still drinking hustle. hustle. Still got Grant freaking here. Grant, how you doing, man? I'm feeling great. Still DRE. <laughs> <Glad DR-y. laughs> Sorry, I still want to, I had to drop that in. <laughs> yeah, see, Grant knows what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I knew. So I, I knew you knew. Busy so training day was on the other night. So I've yeah. Been it's one of my favorite scenes in that. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we, in the first episode, uh, in the first part of this episode, talked a shitload about some of the problems facing baseball. We hit on uh, everything from the Major League Baseball blackout rule to Grant's uh, hatred of bunts. Uh, we, <laughs> we talked about uh, fuck the Yankees just because Scott's here, so that's we always bring that. That's up. kind that's of always point. that's a running thing. <laughs> fuck the Yankees. The the alternate name for this podcast was just fuck the Yankees. <laughs> so that's actually our yeah that's our uh, tagline. Craft brood sports. Fuck the Yankees. Boom. <laughs> I'll update the logo later for you. Shout right? out to you, Kevin Grady. <laughs> if you're listening, I know you love that one. Uh, well, this is, there's a lot that we still want to get to. Uh, we didn't do it last week. We're going to skip it again this week. No upper deck. So sorry, everybody. If there was any news headlines, go fucking search it on the internet. Like a normal person at this point in the year, it wasn't shells, but mid season baseball anyways, but we're getting close to football. So we got that going. Exactly. Uh, so we are going to get right back into it. And some of the problems facing baseball, we asked you guys on Facebook what uh, what you thought was uh, some of the problems. We're going to get to those as well. Uh, Scott, I know you had a couple things that you wanted to bring up that we didn't get to the last hour. Uh, so why don't you take it away, man? What are what are some of your pain points? Because well, I feel like I dominated the first hour with like bringing up bullshit. Yeah, you did fucking run your mouth a lot, <laughs> so it would be nice if I could talk. But no, um, we were talking about it after we got done with the first one, and there's a big issue in baseball that I think drives away a lot of the average and casual consumers, viewers, whatever you would prefer to call them. But it's the unwritten rules in baseball. And Grant and I have gone back and forth a lot about this. And if you watch baseball, you know that there's a lot of things that happen on the field that, you know, you would wonder why they would happen and how they could get away and what, why isn't there more things that uh, go against it? Why isn't there more punishment? But these are the unwritten rules in baseball, and they're just kind of – there are a lot of things that happened even before our time to where baseball instituted these rules just by the players. They weren't written down. There is nothing that says, hey, this is how – yeah, thanks, dickhead. (laughs) But I'm just saying um, the the players made up these rules essentially, and, you know, nobody enforces them, but when they get out of whack – the you know the commish or anybody in charge has to uh, rectify those rules, but it kind of drives the casual fan away because people say, well, if they're unwritten, then why do any why does anybody adhere to them? But you had this shift where the older generation kind of was getting phased out, and I for me it coincides with the the roids generation. They all kind of got shifted out when roids were made illegal, and then the, the game got younger. Because you saw this shift from older players who were allowed to hang on longer because of maybe roids or greenies or whatever it was. A lot of players played more into their 40s. And then all of a sudden, once those things were outlawed, you saw a shift in the demographics. And all of a sudden, baseball became younger. Well, because it became younger and that brought in you know a more 
I don't know, I guess for lack of a better term, hip generation, things that were more acceptable now weren't acceptable to the players that were still around from the prior generation. So Grant and I have had this conversation back and forth. And Grant, I'll, I'll let you uh, say your stance on uh, the unwritten rules of baseball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is something that's kind of been like a multi-year awakening for me, right? So my main issue with baseball, the game I maybe love the most is it, inher- it kind of explicitly, at least in some cases, restricts freedom of expression. And uh, 10 of that is celebration, right? So the main kind of touch point for this over the past 12 months in baseball has been the Bautista bat flip, right? And so in a moment where Bautista basically clinches his team's berth into the uh, ALCS, it's a three-run home run, stares it down, throws the bat flip into eternity, goes around the bases. Eventually, he the bat flip around the world, right? And so, you know, the next, you know, the bench is clear. Then there's whatever else happens. There's a there's a pegging, you know, blah blah blah. My main thing with baseball is, you know, and I think what this translates to, especially um, younger people, is, you know, they're used to they're kind of. If baseball wants to target a younger audience, they need to be kind of relaxing their standards on this. And I think Rob Manfred actually hinted at this at a a recent uh, interview he did where um, he talked about, you know, the players police themselves, but I think the, you touched on this, Scott, where there's a younger generation, so we're seeing a shift in the unwritten rules. Um, sports are supposed to be fun, right? They're supposed yeah. to be fun. You, you're supposed to have yeah, so you get enjoyment out of this. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, um, and so, but it's, at times it's easy that baseball rejects that notion where there's this whole idea of respecting the game. But is it really? Because it really just makes it seem like it's not fun in, in cases where, you know, guys on other teams will throw at other teams' players because a guy on the other team doesn't run out of a, a ground ball or something like that, and so they take it upon themselves to police the game. Or you threw, you happened to hit my guy at the plate, <laughs> and so I'm going to throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball into your rib cage, and maybe a crack rib, and maybe I don't, just because you may have reacted in a way I don't like because you may be homeward off me three months ago. It's stuff like that that drives yeah. away people and drives people nuts. So that's the kind of awakening I've had lately on baseball is this stuff's really messed up and it needs to change and it needs to stop. Well, and I'll, I'll say that prior to, I guess, really, I, I guess the turning point was that bat flip, funny enough. I used to be very old school about these baseball, these unwritten rules. I was very much a proponent of, you know, guys need to respect the game. You know, bat flips are stupid. It's ridiculous that they have, you know, any type of celebration. You know, you hit your home run, you put your head down, you run around. Well, something happened with that bat flip, and I guess also you could add in Bryce Harper saying, you know, make baseball fun again. Somewhere along the line, I just flipped a switch and said, you know what, it's it's true. Like You should be able to express who you are in baseball just as you are in any other sport. I don't understand why there's certain rules that say that, you know, it's disrespectful for a guy to hit a home run and then, you know, celebrate it. I mean, it's a great moment. I, you know, I, I still think to a certain extent it, <laughs> there's a time and a place – like I, I think it was okay that Joey flipped his bat in that moment because it was the playoffs. It was late in the game, and it was seemingly a game winner. So I think it's okay. 
It's like a defining moment in baseball history. Yeah, and and so that's fine, and it'll be remembered because of that. Yeah, you're not gonna get an argument from me if like some dude's like bat flipping over uh, some over you know going up two to one in the third inning of some game. And yeah, play, you know well, I mean? and see that's what I thought. You and I kind of got we would butt heads about this. And I kind of thought that you were on the side of, oh, it's okay at any time. And I was like, well, what's the point of them doing it? I was more on the side of, I'd rather them never do it if it means it's going to happen in the first inning. If I come up to bat in the first inning and hit a, a, hit a leadoff shot and flip my bat and act like, you know, hey, I'm big, tough shit, I think you look kind of like a giant asshole. But, you know, it, when Joey did it in the moment he did it in the playoffs – that changed my perspective, and I thought, well, you know what? If you want to do that in the first inning, that's on you because you look like an asshole. But in any of these other positions, it's perfectly fine to have these things because it does – it makes baseball fun. I, when I saw that moment, I thought, wow, that was great. That was a moment that deserved to be celebrated. You had Toronto that hadn't had any playoff success for – 20-odd you know, years. Yeah, almost two decades, and it just – in that moment, all that frustration, you felt it from the city, the, the player, everything. It was all relieved in that one bat flip, and it was warranted. And so I thought, hey, you know what? If that's what it means for baseball to get popularity and for people to feel like baseball is less stiff around the collar, I'm all for it. Let, let there be more bat flipping. It just love, needs to be appropriate. I love bat flips. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that's like looking up on YouTube like the Korean bat flips because they're like <laughs> those are so epic. excessive. They're no. so unreal. Yeah. Uh, but I no, I'm with you. I think I think there's a certain play. And I think these guys are professionals. They're not going to necessarily bat flip in the first inning when they hit a, a home run after you know two outs in the first inning. I don't think they're necessarily going to do that. However, I am also of the mindset that. I kind of like the unwritten rules because it breeds almost like a hatred for a team. It like fans pick up on it and are like, "Yeah, fuck those guys. You're right. Those guys are dickheads." Like I, I never had strong feelings towards the Pirates until the whole bean war between the Reds and the Pirates started a couple years ago, and then I was like, "Pirates are fucking assholes. Those guys are pussy." And then anytime a fight breaks out. I'm on board, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. The only problem with that, though, is when you're in a bean war, you're using a baseball as a weapon. And you're one slip-up away from, not to be like Debbie Downer here, but you're, you're one slip <laughs> you I mean, seriously, though. You, no, no, you're, you're right. True. You're, you're right. Get, you guys have gotten blinded from yeah. playing this game. You know, you're one slip-up away from, from hitting a guy in the knee and shattering you know, his kneecap or whatever, or ending a guy's career. You're 100% you know I mean? right. Well, and that so was that's, my that's thing. When baseball like, shifts into barbarism, that's when I have a problem with it. Like you can, you can still have the rivalries and the bad blood or whatever, but just you know, shit, man. Just like if you want to talk shit to some guy, that's fine. Just like I'm going to see you in the parking lot after the game. Take care of it then. <laughs> just don't be, just don't be throwing 95 mile an hour projectiles at my head. No, you, you know what I mean. Use your yeah, fist after the game in the parking right. lot, even if it, even if it delves into some stupid machismo like that. Do that. Don't use the baseball. As You're a weapon. right. I think the, from the fan perspective, we don't necessarily think of that. We don't look at it as, wow, that dude just hit him with a 95 mile an hour fastball or buzzed one right by his face. Like I remember when Chapman threw a 99 mile an hour fastball past um, who was somebody from the Indians. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but the Indians got fear, and I was like, ah, fuck it, you guys are pussies. That's nothing. But then. Put, when you put it that way, it's like, oh, yeah, that could have killed yeah. the guy. Yeah, I get it. I understand. But from the fan perspective, we're just like, ah, that can't hurt. 
rub some dirt on it, you pussy, and then we just want to see a fight, I think. <laughs> yeah. Then well, see, that. I guess I just erred toward the side of avoid all of that nonsense in, 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 you know, so that it doesn't get to that point where anybody's actually physically getting hurt. And if that meant following these unwritten rules so that nobody's feelings were hurt and all that other stuff, I was perfectly fine with that. But I, I have come to the conclusion that things need to be loose. Things need to be more fun. And there's a time and a place. And I like a fight just as much as anybody. I love baseball yeah, fights. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. I mean, who, who can deny that, you know, <laughs> baseball fights aren't great? Are they, even, really, are they really fights, though? They're no, not, no, they're not. You, you, yeah, you stole exactly fights, what yeah. I was about to say. I was like, even though most of the time most, it's just a bunch of guys running out to yeah, the center. Which, which is our, what most guy fights looking. are anyway. So. Well, it's yeah. true. But, hey, ask, uh, ask Odor of the Rangers. Yeah, he's a Feisty little shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm okay with that, though, if it gets to that point where you feel passionate. But I, I don't want these uh, unwritten rules to completely affect things where, all right, so Joey flips a bat in October, and the Rangers sit there and stew about it all fucking winter. And they don't do anything in April, or they don't do anything in March, they don't do anything in April, but they wait until this regular season game where... They get past the first couple games in the series, and then they decide, all right. It's the last game they play. This is, yeah, this is the moment we're going to do it. Like, I think that's real shitty. If they're going to harbor all these feelings, I'm all for take it out right then and there and get everything settled and boom, move on. But it cannot be this whole thing where they harbor these grudges, and that, that's where it gets real fuzzy for me. I don't well, want well, there part to Part of it with, with Bautista, too, and like this kind of – you can still. This is where you can still have the rivalry and the hatred part of it. It's like Batista itself himself, um, just kind of inhibits a lot of hatred because of the way he plays the game. Like if you read between the lines with a lot of stuff that gets reported on him, yeah, he he just kind of irritates the shit out of the guys with the way he whines about strike calls or the way he just kind of the way he plays the game. And it's not. It wasn't even necessarily because the, the, the bat flip was kind of the icing on the cake for his in his case. Sure, right last year. But, you know, they were, Odor tried to take his head off throwing that ball because of all the laundry list of stuff that had accumulated in their mind because of that stuff. So even without the unwritten rules and stuff, you're, it's just all that stuff can brew anyway, right? But, uh, you know, the unwritten – segueing to the different part of that is, like, guys in baseball get pissed at, like, so let's say the Reds are down, like, six runs to the Marlins and it's, like, the seventh inning – and the Marlins are still stealing bases on them or something like that. And the Reds yeah. peg a Marlins guy because they're, like, running up the score or whatever. That's the type of stuff the Reds need to get over, you know, just for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop them. You know what I mean? It's not – if they're running up the score, they're running up the score. You don't need to yeah. go hit somebody or, like, whine to the media afterwards because they're running up the score on you because of respect of the game. Stop them. Or, you know, I mean, yes. keep that to yourself and fuel it to go beat them next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where we've I always agree. been on the same page yeah, where you know what I mean? guys like, are complaining about anything. Same thing with guys the no being, hit. And I'm like, not Mr. Machismo, you're be, but you're being soft. You're being yeah. soft and you're getting your feelings hurt over you're getting your ass kicked. Well, and it's the yeah. same thing with the no hit thing where, oh, well, a guy's it can't bunt after a certain point yeah, the in the hell game. With that no, no you're bullshit. trying to win the game. You're yeah. trying to get on Especially base. Especially if it's close. Yeah, yeah, who gives a shit how you get on base? There, there can't be any unwritten rules or saying that uh, thinking about a guy a certain way because of, that's where baseball loses people. That's they're in a, where they're in a different nobody's universe, going to, right? Yeah, nobody's going to watch and and pay attention to it because you see that and you think. Well, wait a minute. That that's why they're doing it because of some unwritten rule, because some gentleman's agreement that these guys didn't actually agree to, but that 
players at a generation ago agreed to? Well, fuck this. I'm not going to watch it's like this. The same thing as, it's like the same I've thing never as, understood that. Yeah, it's just like the same thing in being like an NBA game like where the Warriors are up 25 and they're still shooting threes. Well, that's one. That's what they do anyway. Like, two, yeah. stop them. Get your guys out yeah. there and stop them. There you go. I've never understood the no-hit thing. I've never understood being like, okay, well, guys, we can't bun anymore because it's, it's a, a no-hitter. Like, yeah. you, hey, I know you guys want to win, but it's 0-0, zero, zero, and he's got a no-hitter, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all played, That's we've ridiculous. All, we've all played sports, so we've all been on the, the wrong side of blowouts, and when teams start doing that stuff, it's annoying as hell, but at the same time, you're like, you're more pissed off. You should be more pissed off at yourself yeah. for not for, for not, for not for, being able for to not, stop for, it. If you're not being able to prevent it, yeah. then you know them being better at you than whatever else they're doing. You know what so I mean? maybe the solution here, instead of having these unwritten rules where guys being a, a player three, four, five, nine months later, maybe we just allow them to fight a little bit, like <laughs> hockey maybe, style. Yeah, illegal. go hockey style. Instead of you're ejected if there's a fight, you sit out an inning. <laughs> so like an if, inning. <laughs> if a pitcher goes after or a batter goes after a pitcher, okay, go sit in the dugout, cool off, come on back out next inning and see what happens. It I mean penalty if box. We're, if we're to, yeah, if we're talking about trying to bring in more fans, clearly that type of behavior would bring in a shitload of fans. I've, uh, there was actually somebody on Facebook. It was Mrs. Rizzi, who's a, uh, a loyal listener, and she comments all the time every Friday. She said the occasional baseball brawl is why she likes baseball. So let's give it to the Shout fans. Shout out to Mrs. Rizzi. <laughs> She's always she coming. This is her first answer that didn't involve Notre Dame, by the way. I'm pretty oh, proud of her. Oh, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> I made you golf shout clap out. for her. I made you shout out a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, Anyways. golf clap for her because she <laughs> got away from that shit for one minute. But I, I mean, maybe that would help people tune in if instead of these unwritten rules, it's like, okay, you're mad because you showed him up. You're gonna go uh, duke it out, and as soon as somebody hits the ground, you're out for an inning, and uh, we'll sort this out later. They're not gonna come back, in, especially a pitcher. That a coach isn't gonna bring somebody in for an inning and then bring that pitcher back. So they're essentially out for the game anyways. So fuck it, let them throw down for a little. It's like bit. an XFL version of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but this goes with the whole. It you know, stops the. I, I it jokes the beaning people though, right? I, I joked, you know, with the hashtag make baseball great again. But I mean, these are little things that all add up. If you get rid of. The unwritten rules, you you know, you add more bat flips or fights or whatever. And I'm not condoning, hey, fight. But I'm saying, you know. I if kind it's, of am. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking fun. No, they are. But I'm just saying, I mean, if it's not as frowned upon, you know, for the most part. And I, I would say that mainstream-wise, that Toronto-Texas fight actually looked upon favorably. Yeah. I don't know how many more eyeballs it generated on the sport, but at least people were talking about yeah, baseball exactly. that would never otherwise speak on it. And so, hey, Clicks. if that's what it takes, we're, yeah. We're a society, Any eyeballs are better than no eyeballs, We're right? a society where we like people beating the shit out of other people. Like, we enjoy it. That's why football is number one, because it's, it's people beating up on each other every single play. So let's, let's help baseball out by allowing them to fight a little bit. Fuck and, it. And the more expression you allow, the more you... And uh, ingratiate yourself with a coveted younger eighteen to like exactly. forty male demographic too. Exactly, where you're getting the fans back and like, all right, maybe these guys aren't such tight wads anymore. Maybe I'll go watch some baseball game or yeah, baseball. it's yeah. not so stuffy. It's not yeah. still stuck in the 1900s. You may yeah. alienate the old white dude that's like, well, there's thugs in baseball now, but fuck that guy anyway. So 
Well, that and that's <laughs> one of the things that baseball has to look at. If their demo is mostly about to be dead, if their demo is voting for Trump, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. If they're old, dying, or near death white people. They need to expand, and they need to not yeah. worry about them. If they're going to alienate those, you need to be like, hey, well, this is the sport. Take it to leave it. And if you leave it, well, it's not that big of a deal because, you know, in a few years you'll be gone anyway. We need to, <laughs> em- we need to embrace the people that are coming up. Yep. Like, that's, that's baseball's biggest problem is that they don't embrace the people that are coming Stars. behind. Yeah, they're trying to. And I will, again, I, you know, I, I hate to shit on C-League because there's – plenty of decent things he did for the game and uh, favorable things but since Manfred's taken over I feel like Manfred's done a better job of recognizing those type of things like it's slow progress but the the marketing of the younger stars and the the future of the sport has it's there I see it it's gotten to be better since he took over so I think baseball is moving in the right direction Sometimes they just need to push themselves further, I guess. I, you know, I, I don't know. But th- they're doing a decent enough job. They're doing all right. There, there are definitely a lot of things that need fixed. Uh, one of the things for me is the draft. Baseball draft Good is God. one of the worst experiences ever. First of all, I feel like it's at the worst time of the year because it's just randomly in the middle of the season. Other sports have it figured out where it's, okay – Season's over, it's time for the draft, and that puts us back in the news. MLB is just like a Tuesday in the middle of the season. They're like, hey, we should pick some new players at this right. point. Um, and the draft is ridiculously long. For those of you that don't know, this year in the MLB draft, Seattle drafted Trey Griffey with the 24th, in the 24th round. Excuse me. Uh, and they let Ken Griffey Jr. make the pick. Ah, because he wore 24. Get it? Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> So the only problem Funny with stuff. that, the only problem with that is uh, Trey Griffey hasn't played baseball since 2006. He hasn't even played the sport, and Seattle drafted him to their organization. <laughs> How fucking pointless is your draft system if you can completely waste a draft pick on somebody who you know doesn't even play the game anymore? Even if it's a ceremonial pick, and I think the baseball draft, if I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but. It goes until no teams make any picks. They they keep picking. Like if there was a team that just kept making picks, it doesn't stop until so somebody it, says. I think there's a finite number of rounds. Is there okay? Because yeah. I, I think at one point, and like I said, I'm maybe totally off, but I thought at one point it was to where they kept picking, and it would just be it would literally go down the line and ask every single team, "You picking anybody this round?" No, no, no. Until they got thirty no's the draft would just keep going. And that's why it would go so many rounds regardless of it. And that's why you get to this point of, oh, hey, <laughs> we're drafting somebody's son and it's just a, you know. Because so, like, hey, I believe that uh, they also did that for uh, Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter. Yeah, they yeah. took Torrey Hunter Jr. Mm-hmm. At least Torrey Hunter Jr. plays on Notre Dame's baseball team. Yes. At least he enough. plays the sport. Trigger V Jr. hasn't played for 10 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. A decade has gone by since he has played the sport, and they're like, yeah, we're going to take that dude. That's fucking insane. Your draft needs to be completely reevaluated at that point. The main beef I have with um, <clears throat> MLB's draft is it 
Like, so, like, if you're an amateur player or, or you know, a U.S. citizen or whatever, you get drafted into the whatever, whatever rule for draft or whatever it's called. Yeah, officially. God, this is, this is confusing. Yeah. yeah but, but, if, but, if, but if, but if you're, <laughs> but if you're born in a foreign country or if you're a Cuban or whatever, you get like a giant signing bonus, a lot more money than some of these other like domestic players will ever right. see. Unless you're like a top, you know, draft two or three the, pick. Yeah. Within the first couple of rounds. So that's kind of jacked up, but I, I don't know what a solution is though, because it is a, it's still the wild, wild west out there with like agent running and all that stuff in the Dominican and the in Cuba and, and all these other these other countries. So it's really an imperfect system. But I just I don't I don't think you can just outright have an international draft. I don't know if you can actually have the means logistically to pull that off. Well, supposedly in the next CBA they're going to bargain to have that. Where good luck these, with that. I don't know how it's going to work, yeah. I, and I don't know how if they're going to accomplish it. But that that is their goal is to tighten that up to where it those international guys are just filtered into the pool with the rest of the draft. And you don't have this whole draft slotting because the last couple of years with the Braves picking so high and me focusing more on the draft, because I could say, I can safely say for basically my entire life, I never paid attention to what the hell was going on. The, the MLB draft. I never needed to, but now that the Braves have picked higher, I've learned that there's a really easy way to game the system if you're in certain slots and it's just to have a handshake deal with a certain guy that you want to take but you know that won't sign for less than a certain amount but you take him later and so like in this year's case the Braves took a guy at number three who yeah they they wanted but they knew that he wouldn't get drafted based on skill till technically later but if they took him at where they were, they could pay him a little bit less, meaning that a guy that slid down later that that was like that told everybody, "Hey, if I don't go to this certain spot, I'm not signing yeah, for less signing than my money." Yeah. They could they basically can hold these teams hostage and say, eh, "I'm not going to sign for less than this. I'll just go to school." But oh, hey, the Braves come along, and because they saved money on this first guy, they could offer it to this second guy, and it's super convoluted, and there's all these crazy tricky rules. Whereas they need to just fix it to where it's, hey, you're drafted this slot, you get this X amount, and that's it. And if if it even goes as far to say they need to change the NCAA rule or whatever for how it's going to be with these guys being able to hold it, like it, you either have to declare prior to going to the draft because that's the other thing. It's not yeah. like the other drafts. In the NBA and the NFL, you have to say – once you say, I'm going into the draft – Boom, you're done. You're no longer eligible to go back to school. You are in the NFL draft, and if you don't get drafted, well, then that's it. You, that, you're not, you don't have the option of going back to school. Whereas in baseball, you could say, well, I'm eligible for the draft. You could get but, drafted every year in baseball. Yeah, I'm eligible for the draft, but I don't really have to go. And if I don't like where I was drafted, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to school, and you could stay there for three years. It's whatever. They need to switch that to where things aren't so convoluted. I mean – there's also the problem, the overarching problem of in baseball, these guys get drafted and then you don't hear their names for like three or four years in yeah. most cases. Even the best players you're getting like two years out of. And, and I mean, that's just the nature of baseball. It's tough because in the NFL and NBA, you have ready-made superstars. These guys get drafted yesterday and are in the starting lineup the next day. I don't know what baseball can do to fix that. There's nothing that's, they can do. Yeah, that. that's, yeah just, that's just how baseball is. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. And they're not going to eliminate the minor league system. Mm-mm. 
you know, they, there's no... Nor should they. If you do that, yeah, if you do that, you're going to diminish the game because people yeah. are going to be like, no, these guys fucking do suck that, at this point. But they definitely need to... I, I, again, in the NCAA and MLB, you're, they claim they're two different entities, but they need to get together and fix the rule of declaring-wise as far as being in or being You make a great point out. with that. How has there not been a lawsuit against the NCAA at this point from a basketball player or a football player who wanted to go to the draft and didn't get drafted high enough and was just fucked at that point. And they were like, and no it's, idea. and it's really different rules per sport. So football, if you declare for the draft, that's it. You're, you're done. Well, you're that's, well, you that's, that's the NBA and the NFL's rules. Though. That's not the NCAA's rules. You're right. That's true. It is. You're well in a way, but the, the NCAA says if a football player declares for the draft, I guess it's a, once they hire the agent. That's what the defining yeah. moment is, that they're no longer an amateur and they can't compete anymore. Yeah, because the NBA has that pullback rule. Where yeah, they, the they, NBA, they that's what I was going to say. So the NFL, you declare for the draft, you're pretty much done at that point. In, the, in NCAA football, you declare for the draft, it's done, you're in the draft. NBA, it's like, I'm going to declare for the draft and then you can pull back and say, nah, I'm going to go back to school, but you don't actually go through the draft. Baseball... You could get drafted every year you're in school. Wasn't it Trumbo that got drafted one year and decided he didn't want to sign with the team, so he went to school and then next year got drafted like three spots higher and then signed? Oh, that's happened I think with it, quite a few guys over the last few years. But Trumbo was like top ten and then was like, I just don't want to go to that team. Mark Mark Apple did that that exact same thing. He was drafted maybe by... It wasn't, maybe that's who I'm thinking of is Abel, yeah, not no, Trumbo. I was going to say, he yeah. was drafted by a team, and then it was like, nope, that's not good enough, went went to Stanford, and then got drafted again. That's a, yeah, that's and the exactly Astros ended up paying him what he Abel. wanted to. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's... That, that, but that's happened a lot of times. That's the narrative for a lot of yeah. these guys. So, I don't... I, you're, you're right. I think something needs to be done where these guys can't just keep testing the waters every year and it's not even just testing the waters to figure out where you're going to end up it's testing the waters to figure out how much money you're going to make and then be like nah i'm good Yeah, that's not enough uh, so i think that's a it's it's kind of fucked up to let these guys get drafted uh go to a team and then be like nope that's i'm done that's not good enough for me and then they back out like that's part of the problem with why these guys can or why these teams have to go 24 rounds right because your first four rounds may fuck you over and be like no nah, we're good like that's that's a legitimate concern yeah is that you draft somebody in the first round and they say no i'm done i'm not gonna sign with you and they go back into the draft the next year yeah that's fucking crazy and me. you get no compensation for that you, right you just lose the pick that's yeah it. it's just done so if if we want to shorten the draft at all we need to fix that problem of players being able to just back out whenever. My brother says uh, to fix baseball, uh, let guys do coke again like Doc and Daryl. <laughs> That's a good way to fix baseball. Real sensitive. Yeah, well. My let, brother, let illegal drugs into the game. That'll fix everything. <laughs> my brother's kind of a dick. <laughs> Fuck it. Wild, wild west out here. Uh, my buddy Chris... Uh, had a very long post, but the first part of his post I wanted to read word for word. Um, he said that the first thing baseball isn't accessible as it was in previous generations, which is completely true. He said, all of our parents needed to do was get a stick, a ball, and boom, <laughs> there was a game. 
<laughs> to play almost any decent level of baseball, there's a huge cost to it these days, which is true. You've got all sorts of equipment issues. You got you know the the league fees and all that. You know, one person to play can cost up to five hundred dollars, depending on how they. And that's that's a lot of money per family. And if you have multiple baseball players or potential baseball players, it can add up quickly. But anyway. Um, Look at these travel teams. It's insane what parents have to pay for their kids to play on those teams. I say that to bring up the fact that kids aren't being exposed to it as much anymore. I didn't play much past early childhood years, mainly because baseball just didn't fit into my schedule. Again, another issue because baseball, you generally are playing multiple games per week and on top of school. That's a lot to ask. Now, I was lucky enough to have a dad who gave enough of a shit about baseball to take us to games <laughs> while I was still a kid. So even when I was, wasn't playing, I still developed a love for it. Thank God for that. Uh, being in Toledo, it was easy to watch a Mud Hens game or to make it a short trip to Detroit and catch a Tigers game, no matter how bad they were. And I, I, I think that that says a lot about you know baseball and uh, how accessible it is and how much it's able to grow and stay popular is people being able to play it. We're sitting here and all three of us played it. We all love it. But if you go pick out any three other random people who didn't play baseball, heavy chance they hate it. Can I can I just say I I agree with the premise that it starts young. As a kid watching baseball, that's where you foster the love of the game. That's like that with any sport. Any kid watching the sport, growing up watching the sport, sitting there with their dad or their mom or whatever, going to the ballpark, that's what's going to bring in the love of the game. But I wholeheartedly disagree with almost everything he said at that point. Baseball doesn't – you don't need all the fancy equipment. If you want – like I grew up – I, I, it's not like I grew up in the 50s. I grew up not that long ago, and we played stickball in the street. Not that we long had, ago. It wasn't the 50s? It wasn't the 50s. Oh, it was, shit. <laughs> we How grew, long ago did you grow uh, up, man? Not, not that long ago. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> but we cool. played we played stickball. I remember taking... Got that five-inch uh, screen, though. <laughs> <laughs> Needs good, to adjust that Good shit. call, Matt Grant. I just think, like... You can't say that baseball needs all this equipment to play when a country like the Dominican Republic, which is an extremely poor country and doesn't have the same luxuries that we have in the United States, are producing the top talented uh, MLB players. You don't need all that extra shit. If you want to develop the love for the game, grab a, a closet rod like I did and a tennis ball and play stickball in the street with your friends. Like... There, you don't necessarily need – sure, for an organized sport, 100% you need some of the, the better gear. And as you get older and get to those traveling teams, yeah, you need you know the, the, the fancier gloves and the, the metal cleats and all that stuff. But for Little League, shit, I played with my dad's glove when I was in Little League. Like that's the glove I had. It was at least three sizes too big for me, and I was like, this is the fucking best. You don't necessarily need that much money to play baseball. Well, here's well, I'll say that, uh, I, and Chris didn't make this point, but I'll make it for him, is I found it difficult to play baseball when we were growing up, not because of the equipment issues, because generally everybody, you, know, you only need one bat and everybody has a glove or had a glove or whatever, but it's not enough people. 
it takes I, I know you know you you can say you play a game of stickball and you have shadow men and all that but legitimately when you say I want to play a pickup game of basketball you need 10 guys that's not too hard to find for baseball you know you need 18 I mean I I've seen the sandlot you don't need 18 you just need nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know but how realistic is it though you've got to do all you've got to jack up all these things like for me I I didn't like doing all those things. I wanted to play a full game, and it it, it was frustrating. Yeah, I when get you it. Didn't I understand you. You want to play a full game, but if you if you grow up watching the sport, if you like the sport, if you're playing mushball and t-ball, and you're you're coming up watching, you're gonna be fine playing stickball with two on two and pitcher's hand poison and ghost man on third. Like that's not gonna be something where you're like, oh, we don't have eighteen guys. Fuck it. Fuck baseball. Let's go in and play. <laughs> like I don't. I don't necessarily see the point there with that. I don't. I don't get it. What we're really getting to, right, is like the lower income stuff, right? The lower income people from lower income areas. Yeah, that was one of the points. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's that's really what this boils down to. Because you go to your average white kid who plays baseball, which is a great majority. I think still majority of MLB players, right, are white. So most of them are coming from relatively privileged upbringings. But you go into the minority section, a lot of these guys, even if from the Dominican, that's still a national sport, though. They're not. They're not. They're not getting pulled by football or basketball. So right. They're, they're coming up. That's they're true. coming up with that. You I mean there's a reason why a lot of them, especially the the black population, that's gone down playing baseball is because you know basketball is easier. You just need a hoop. You just need a ball. You know, you, it's, it's the accessibility thing. You know, back in the '50s, I mean, shit. My grandparents grew up like in the city, playing stickball or that stuff. They all moved out to the suburbs, so they all they all engendered that stuff. It's just different now, you know what I mean? Like just yeah, the accessibility factor. You know, we touched we touched on the the expensive part of it. I just feel like <clears throat> kids aren't they're not growing up. They're p- growing up playing basketball when they're in their spare time, or they're you know they're just roughhousing around or whatever. They're not playing stickball in the streets. Even I mean, you could do that with three four kids, but they're playing basketball. They're doing football. They're doing they're doing whatever. I just well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you want to shoot hoops. You literally just need yourself the ball and the hoop. It's just it's not a game, but you can't even play baseball either either side. You can't pitch to yourself. That's a good. You can't that's hit a good to point. yourself. Yeah. You need multiple so that's people a, in order to do it. That's a fair point that you you can't do it on your own. Yeah, but by by that same token, you can't throw a football to yourself. You can't run routes by yourself. So why is football that much more popular? Than baseball, it's more exciting. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like it's yeah. it's more highlight driven. It's you're more, right. It's, 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 it's well, and, but and I, if I you're mean, talking if, about just in yeah. just on the playground level, yeah, you don't technically need all the equipment because you can just do the right. two hand tap, and you don't need. It. I know that it's it's eleven eleven, but you don't need to have you know twenty one people to play the game. You can only have you you just need at least four people to go and play football. That's it. It was baseball. You need five because you need the all-time QB, uh, <laughs> which is basically the DH of uh, playground football. Great, great so position, position. I never, I never trust the all-time QB. I feel like that son of a bitch was always favoring one team or the other. He was. So. He absolutely. Yeah. Was. No. That. That's was, why. My that's why it would, would just always... be two on two, and that way every team had a quarterback and a receiver, and, and five you just had to figure rush. it out. That's right. <laughs> my brother was always all-time QB, and he would fuck my team every time. That son of a bitch. Unresolved childhood issues on the podcast. 
I don't know. I just think I, I understand the point of baseball needs a little bit more. But if we're talking playground type playing, baseball doesn't need all that much. You don't need you need a, a tennis ball and something to hit it with. And then at least two people per team. And that's all you really like a, need. And like a general area though to play it in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But you need that for football too. You need that yeah, for but soccer. You don't, you you don't really need it for, for 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 basketball though. You know what I mean? Or Yeah. I mean, I and I feel like, like the days of like, you know, you go play stickball in the 50s, and I don't know why we keep on referencing the 50s, but. Because I you fucked go, us you up. Play, I really fucked us up with that. You I'm go sorry. play like stickball, and like the alleys over, and like the, you know, the parents back then would like roll it off, like, oh, they're just, they're just boys will be boys or whatever. Now it's not really the same thing. Like, you get, you prosecute that little kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 you know, but, yes, yeah, it's but, true, but, though. That's yeah, a good point. But it's like, the, people, it's like, for better or for worse, they're more like particular about that stuff. Yeah. Like, or maybe they're just like, yeah, maybe that wasn't stuff we were doing 40 years ago where we were breaking windows. It really isn't okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can say that it's like, how many windows are you going to break playing basketball or football? Generally, not too many. But baseball, there's a high probability that you're going to break something if you're playing it within the confined spaces that you could also play football and basketball. Basketball and football lend themselves to those spaces, whereas baseball. It's tough. It is tough to play baseball. I know you said something about a tennis ball, but, you know. It, Dude, man, we we fucked up our swings playing stickball. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> I remember uh, my coach lived up the street from me, and he would come down while we were playing stickball and be like, what the hell are you assholes doing? I'm like, ah, we're playing stickball, coach. Me, Glenn, my Ooh. brother, and Glenn's brother used to play home run derby where two people were the outfielders and you know you had the one batter and the pitcher and you know us being young enough a home run was just hitting out of a regulation size infield and that that was what we did that was you know and we all loved baseball so that was fun for us but you how many aspects of the game do you take away by doing that essentially it's just the pitcher versus the batter because the other two are just standing there to get balls that go astray but if you think about it most kids growing up that's all they want to do anyways they don't necessarily care like i've never met a kid growing up that's like i want to be a second baseman so bad like i i want to dig out grounders yeah like there's no kid that's doing every kid is like i want to hit home runs or i want to be a pitcher and that's no i get it it's just it was tough it's tough to get a baseball game together. You're right. It is. It things. is tougher. I I'll concede that it's tougher than the other sports, but I don't think it's as tough as he was making it out to be. That's the point I was making. Sorry. Well, Chris, sorry call for up the tangent. And tell him to go fuck himself. Sorry, Chris. That? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I fucking took that to heart. I don't know why I got so defensive about that. I got, I, you, I got you definitely angry. picked that one apart. Holy shit. Right. Of anybody. Sorry, everybody. Chris ain't going to ever participate again. Thanks to you. <laughs> Whatever, dickhead. You were just lighting your trout on fire. That's one. I did, yeah. <laughs> I was reliving it right there. That's what that was. What else we got? What yeah. other problems are facing baseball? Inherently, it's kind of screwed, right? Because we're, as the generations go by, it's seemingly more attention starved. Because you know whether it's you know ADD or whatever it is, you're kind of fo- you're kind of focusing more on the highlight aspect of it. The and you're trying to keep their attention, right? Well, baseballs we touched on this earlier. It's untimed. You don't know how long things are going to be. You so you can't tell. It's not like a soccer game where it's going to be like, all right, the thing's going to be over in two hours and 15 minutes, or it's a basketball game where it's over in two hours and 40 minutes. It's part of the charm, and it's part of its downfall. And it's kind of 
the way humans have evolved where we have the shorter attention spans or maybe not paying attention to the more of the nuanced stuff or we're focused on more of the flashy stuff. I don't know if any of that stuff's really true over the long haul, but it seems to indicate whether, whether what, no matter what set of numbers you want to look at, it's basketball, it's football, it's the more flashy stuff, it's the more, the more confined stuff, the more, the more popular. It's just become more popular. Yeah, I mean, what it really boils down to is numbers drive the sport, and big, exciting numbers drive the sport. I don't think anybody can deny that the sport was more popular during the steroid era. And so many people on Facebook said, just roid him back up. Just let him hit home runs. Let him do greenies. Let him do roids. My buddy Tyson says, make performance-enhancing drugs legal. Who are we kidding? Everybody's juice already. And I do think that's a a problem with baseball that they're never going to really get past. There's an ambiguity. Yeah, I mean, they had this whole generation, which was pretty much the generation we grew up in, where... Everybody was doing something, or it's presumed that everybody was doing something. Even when they cleaned up things, we still have guys that, while they may be outliers, are still getting busted. And that perception is still there that, hey, most of these guys are still cheating anyway. So why even try to put up a facade? Why to pretend to be policing it? Why not just let it go? And, I mean... You know, baseball could be argued right there in that 98 season with McGuire and Sosa was right there with football. Like, I I feel like that's kind of the branching off point is from that once steroids got taken out of baseball, football really took off. And it's terrible to say. I, I mean, I don't want steroids to be part of baseball, but maybe there's something to the fact that, you know, only an excessive amount of runs or an excessive amount of home runs or the excessive amount of the exciting, most exciting parts of the game are the only thing that's going to save baseball. You know what's crazy? Nobody gives a shit about PEDs in football either. No, that sucks. That's, that's always blown my mind too. And it's, and it's, and, it and kinda, it's and blatantly it, obvious. And it's kind of, and it kind of it. goes back to like the whole like moral authority we kind of have over baseball, but not football for service because maybe it's because football itself is inherently barbaric. You know what I mean? And like, it's kind of, you can trace the roots back to like basic gladiators type stuff. And, football, and baseball is a little bit more graceful and technical, and then we care more about the numbers. And we just we just have for some reason, but that, that's always that's the the contrast between that between caring so much about PEDs and things of that nature in baseball. Well, even in football, it's even more underreported. Well, we can basically say like, yeah, probably a good portion of leagues on HGH. It's just weird to me. Yeah. And I don't – that's a problem that baseball just can't get past. They can't control what happens in other sports. They can't control the perception of their own sport, no matter what they do. And they can't control the perception of other sports, no matter what they do. I mean, they can be the cleanest sport in the world. And if that's not what people care about overall, or if they're going to hold them to this higher standard than other sports – then it doesn't matter what they do. They can switch the DH. They can make things more accessible. They can market it better. They can do all of that. And at the end of the day, it won't matter. Right. I miss those days. I miss which, them so much. Which the steroid days? The days. Steroids day? Jesus, I miss them man. so much. You're the problem. I know I am the problem. I am the problem. But that was uh, – I've never been more into baseball than watching the Maguire Sosa chase. I've, I've never been more into it. Uh, see, I, yeah. I've, I, I've been so much more into baseball and – before and after don't get me wrong i was super into baseball during that time and 
some of my fondest baseball memories are the mid to late 90s just because that's when I was, you know, growing into my fanhood and watching the most baseball I have of any other point in my life. But knowing what was going on and being a baseball purist as I am, I just, (laughs) I look back on it and I'm like, man, if that's what it took to get the game to that point, I don't want that. I mean, I want baseball to be able to stand on its own. I, I want it to legitimately be popular just based on its own merit. I understand that. Even if I know that that's not really realistic. I understand that. Uh, there's a, a awesome comedian from St. Louis, Jeremy Essick, who has a joke about steroids in baseball. And he says we should just have a designated dude on steroids for each team. I've heard so that guy before say he's that. Super funny. Super yeah, funny. I've dude. heard that jokes. Designated steroid player, yeah. and it's just some jacked up dude that fucking hits home runs every time. He's like chained up in Here the comes dugout. this team's Jose Canseco. <laughs> right. Jose Canseco might still have a gig. And yeah. 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 It'll be like the DEH. It'll be just the yeah. So if you outlaw Roy everybody else and just have one dude that it's like, all right, man, you're going to... And his, his point is no man in the world would... Every dude that's watched baseball and seen an amazing play has said at one point, man, I would give my left nut to let that happen. And these dudes are giving both nuts to let that happen. <laughs> well, the only problem with that, though, is baseball is such a uh, – there, there's a lot of inherent failure when it comes to baseball. We, you look at baseball and you say it's a guy's successful if three out of ten times <laughs> right. he succeeds He's at amazing. what he walks up to the plate. Yeah, he is the best of the best. Well – so say there is a designated steroid guy every with the expectation that, oh, my God, he's on steroids, so he must just hit a home run every time. Every time he doesn't hit a home run, it's, there's colossal disappointment, right? Boo that man. Yeah, I mean, you, you essentially are like, well, gee, what did, I tuned in for that. He, you know, he just rolled over one one who he popped up one, but that's what's going to happen. Statistics say seven out of ten times most of the time. I mean, baseball cannot get around that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do to fix that. Yeah, and if in basketball, if you shoot 40% of your dog, and if you complete less than 55% of your passes, especially in today's NFL, you're not in a good. Yeah, it's crazy. The percentages work like that. It's amazing how different sports recognize the percentages differently. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, one thing that that a couple people brought up is the ticket prices in baseball as a reason that uh, that they're not as into it. So we, we've talked a lot about what the game needs to do, but from the perspective of, hey, let's get fans in the seats, some people are saying that the cost to attend is a little bit ex- exorbitant. I think we're kind of spoiled here in Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati does an amazing job of making it affordable for their fans to come in. I mean, every Sunday you've got buy one, get three half off uh, in tickets. You can get tickets for as low as like 10 bucks at a Reds game. You're allowed to bring in your own food. You're allowed to bring in unopened waters, so you don't even have to buy concessions at that point. But I think in some of the bigger markets, there is the the aspect of uh, ticket prices are kind of out of hand. Brian Berkland, who's uh, contributed quite a bit on Facebook before, he lives in Chicago, and he says the cheapest ticket – to a, a Cubs game is fifty bucks and at most twelve hundred. So on average, it's a hundred and fifty per person plus convenience fees plus parking plus anything that you pick up at the stadium. So I think there may be an aspect to that. Uh, in order to 
grow the viewership, grow the fan base. What can these teams do to make it more affordable for families to get into the ballpark and watch games? More dollar hot dogs. <laughs> I love you, the fucking dollar you, hot you dogs. You laugh, but I, I love mean, them. No, that, I love that's them. one thing where they can cut is food because it's one thing to get into the game. I think everybody accepts. I mean, NFL games aren't cheap. Uh, no, they're crazy. NBA games so aren't yeah, cheap. cheap. Nothing's cheap to walk through the gate. But once you get through the gate, if you make everything else more accessible, I mean, that was the big thing a, a few months ago, right? Atlanta, the the Falcons announced they're building this billion dollar facility and it's going to cost X amount of tickets. What made headlines? The fact that they're going to have concessions be super affordable for these seats. And that's what will drive up people going in is, okay, I know I'm going to have to pay X amount. And that's, that's a crazy amount. Don't get me wrong. But if once I get in there, I can still eat. Maybe have a couple beers, do this, do that, and it's not beyond what I think is ludicrous, then okay, that's fine. I'm willing to do that. So if baseball can say, in a lot of instances, because they do give a lot more deals, I think, than the other sports as far as they totally the gate. Do. Look at that home run derby promotion. In Miami. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that keeping the, 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 the dollars down once you get past that is, is the key. And I think that baseball lends itself to that because in other sports, you, you associate a hot dog with baseball. Well, hot dogs are cheap. You you can <laughs> you can sell a hot dog for cheap because they're not that much to buy, and they're not real meat. Yeah, and that's <laughs> but that's fine. Baseball baseball allows itself to do that. Like it, you associate baseball and hot dogs, whereas yeah. the other sports don't necessarily have that. So that's something that baseball can capitalize on it's like hey come get a hot dog for a buck you know it's amazing to me have you ever looked at the the prices for concessions at the masters golf tournament hell no because i've never even looked at a ticket to get to masters all right so the masters is black they don't let people in the masters (laughs) unless you're white right that's a good point (laughs) well you're not allowed to join the club but you can at least go to see i can watch it on tv i can pay my direct tv bill and enjoy a great seat for my television here's here's some of the prices at the masters golf tournament and and you're gonna people are gonna turn around and be like how how are baseball stadiums even getting away with this at the masters golf tournament you can get a grilled chicken wrap for $3. You can get a classic chicken sandwich for $3. You can buy a soft drink for $1.50. You can't get a soft drink for $1.50 at a restaurant anymore. Ooh. And they're doing it at their concession stand at the Masters. Uh, here's the, the big one that everybody would, would ask about. A domestic beer at Augusta National for the Masters, $4. An import beer, $5. You can't get that at a bar. So if Augusta is able to do that, there is no reason why a professional baseball team can't cut their concession prices. I can't argue with that. Yeah, if you ever you made if you had affordable beer prices at any sporting event, you would never hear anyone complain about absolutely because that's the biggest yeah that's that's the biggest draw Uh, is the beer because when you're paying for those the expensive tickets, you're paying for the view, right? You're paying for a premium. So like at that point, you're you have to kind of be at peace with what you're buying, but to like get a beer for eight, nine bucks that you could get for like two or three bucks outside of it, that's kind of hard to cope with. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think that's maybe the number one thing that stadium or that that owners can do if they want to bring in more fans. Cut the cost of beer. Let's let's stop charging ten dollars for a Yingling. <laughs> do you realize the face I made when the the guy told me ten dollars for a Yingling? I almost punched a poor dude in the face because I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" A, a, a physically like actual poor dude or no, just a dude, poor guy just a poor who had guy to work that, selling yeah, you beer. Yeah, he had to like. <laughs> oh, okay. He was like, you. "Oh, you're Some that dude." Like <laughs> qualify, <laughs> qualify the poor man, please. <laughs> hey, really quick before we get out of here, uh, there was a couple of suggestions that uh, I thought just overall making baseball great and changing up uh david Plummer said that he's not a baseball fan admittedly but he said do away with extra innings go the soccer route a tie oh. results in the uh, team doing a home run contest like the all-star game Ooh. he says that he loves the new <laughs> format in the past couple of years that'd be interesting i don't agree with that but here is a non-baseball fan making a suggestion yeah, for something I mean, that he would watch if that that's the type of thing yep. that I'm interested in, what does the non-baseball fan right. want to see to make the game better? Look, uh, that could be super fun. I mean, essentially penalty kicks with a home run derby. The thing is, that penalty kicks suck in soccer, though. Even though I, I don't think the they point. do. I think as as a casual soccer fan, I love penalty that's the kicks. Thing, man, it, it's casual. The casual fan. Would tune in for oh my god wait oh, if you got an alert oh it's a home said, run derby yeah off? That, like this home run derby in. is gonna decide this game you you at least tune in for that I yeah. mean if you said hey best hitter from this team best hitter from this team let's get it on and then they're just doing it for right. and it would be modified obviously so it wouldn't take as long. I that gotta admit super that, fun. that would be pretty interesting. We're sitting here talking about how to shorten up the game, and Mike said on the other yeah, show, "What's the percentage of games that even go to extra innings anyway?" I don't think it matters. Not, I think it's just the potential that it could happen. It's People not would be high like, enough oh, to care, it, but that's gonna yeah. be, that could be awesome. Just something yeah. that's out there. I, and again, I'm not saying that I'm a fan, but if that's what the casual fan wants, hey, uh, Glenn, former guest, Glenn, yeah. um, he texted me and said that. The whole All Star Game thing—that was his idea, as far as like redoing the All Star Game and, and just, just doing a skills them, competition. Just, well, no, just having them draft from oh, everything. Nice. Like, oh, nice! That was his idea, okay. and I thought that that was a great idea. Also, had uh, Jake Ryle, our buddy, say that they should do the playoff formats like they do in minor leagues, where the first half of the season you're battling for a playoff spot, and then the second half of the season you're bla- you're battling for a playoff positioning. So that at least if you're eliminated from having the playoff spot from the first half, you've still got something to go in the second half so it doesn't make the second half completely irrelevant. I don't I know mean, if I like that. Meh. It's it's something. I, I mean, again, we're we're baseball fans, so no, yeah, you know, the, from the perspective is, of, hey, well, it's Jake's a casual fan. Jake's a baseball fan. fan too, and I just thought it was interesting from – Again, we talk about the rules differing from minor league to major league. Why isn't there a consistent way of doing things? Like, if minor leagues can do things, one things, and I'm not saying that, oh, hey, minor league baseball's popularity is thriving compared to major leagues, but if they do it one way and it works for them, then why couldn't major league baseball at least try it? They got nothing to lose, right? You what are they going to do? Fall behind hockey at this point? Is that what we're saying? Are you going to fall behind hockey in popularity? Is that what you're worried about? Because if that's what you're worried about at this point, anything. I mean, you make shot, a right? good point at that. At that point, if if that's the end game, is just like 
if the worst case that happens is you slip from number two B to four, fuck it, go with whatever you can at that point. Just do relegation. Oh, there you go. Go soccer rules. Yeah. Ah, I've that heard be that. Interesting. I've heard that presented, and I. I like it more for college football in, in certain sense, but yeah, well, because there's more teams. I mean, the MLB it's hard to do because you've yeah, only there, got it would, 30 be, it would teams. be it would be impossible, especially stadium sizes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. you've only got thirty teams and you're completely alienating fan bases that are already an alienated yeah. enough yeah, as yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's a good concept in theory, but in practice, I don't know how well it would work. So, but again. These are all ideas. We're just putting spaghetti on the wall at this point. Let's Rob, see what sticks. <laughs> just call us, dude. We're trying to fix this shit. We love baseball. We want to see it do better. Before we get to consumer candidate, Scott, you got anything else from Facebook? Any other uh, comments that, that came through? No, I think a lot of people, you know, we already touched on it, it, throughout this whole two-hour two episode, you know, you know. People jokingly or seriously saying, hey, let's bring back roids. Or people saying, you know, we touched on it, the shortening of the game, the shortening of the season. A lot of things that we've talked about, people agree with. Or yeah. that's what, like, non-baseball fans say would get them into it. I I don't know. You know, I, it's hard for me to say specifically what will work and what wouldn't work because I'm a hardcore baseball fan. I'm watching baseball no matter what. So it really doesn't matter what they do, but I want it to become more popular. So if these people that are making suggestions who don't watch baseball, this is what their suggestion. Hey, fuck it. I think those are the people let's that, try that baseball needs to listen to is the, the people who don't necessarily watch baseball. Yes. Let's figure out what they want to see. I will say I did get a lot of people on Facebook that straight up said, hey, fuck it. Baseball is an intellectual sport. I like the way it is. I like how yeah, slow I had a few it is. Of those as well. I like you know, and if people can't get on board with that, then that's their own sh- that's their own problem. Let them deal with that shit and go watch football. If you don't have the attention span to watch baseball, that's fine. And get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, I even had people specifically say, "Get off my lawn," and it's gotten it's too much. You know, it's pandered too much to the average person. And let's go back to the way it was. And I have to agree there's a certain part of me that agrees with that but at the same time i can't enjoy what i love and have it continue to go down the path it's going and still be able to enjoy it someday you know one day i'm going to look up and baseball is going to be boxing if it keeps going the way it's going don't oh yeah i I mean that's that's my worst fear is that baseball is just relegated to oh yeah remember when that was popular that was cool dude that just that just hurt my uh, heart it, a little it, bit. But it's, with that's, you, it's the buzzkill day of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know, shit, but that's man. where we're going. No, All they're, right. They're, they're better regulated and never seen in boxing. As well. That won't happen. But this is true. true. There's no CTE in baseball I, for the most part. Yeah. Man, well, let's limp into consume it or can it. <laughs> Y'all been waiting <laughs> for this, though. Holy shit. Two, yep. two hours two worth of shit. In. Here you go. Consume it or can it. We're going to consume it or can it, starting off with the beer of both of these episodes. But, Mike, I always go first because you intro this, so... Yeah. What are you going to do first? Shit. I'm going to consume the hell out of Ryan Guy's Tussle. This beer, uh, I've had a lot of them at this point, and I feel pretty good. Um, I think that's the best part about this one. It's not overbearing. It's not like, oh, I had one and I feel full or I feel really drunk. I can't have another one. I like the fact that I can drink quite a few of these in a short uh, span 
and not feel like I'm going to fall over drunk. So I'm going to consume Rheingeist Hustle, and I encourage everybody else to consume it, but get it only when it's available, apparently in April, or when it's in the back of the freezer or the cooler at the store late uh, Scott August. Kaiser is with you. He going to find that shit. <laughs> but yeah, consume Rheingeist Hustle. What about you guys? Whatever. Uh, this dude's going to consume it just because it's got the name of... His butt buddy, <laughs> Pete Rose. I am going to look past the fact that it has anything to do with Pete Rose and just take it on face value from Ryan Geist being a red rye pale ale. I'm just going to consume it because it's a good beer. It stayed good from the first sip. I did not get the overly hoppy, annoying, gross flavor gotta, that I have from other You got to brush ales. your teeth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the brush our teeth rules do not apply for this beer. Brush your teeth, mouthwash, but brush I'm your teeth. So so gonna brush my teeth when I get home just because I don't want to hear it. Um, but no, this this is about as good as it gets from a pale ale. So Ryan, guys, hats off to you. I am consuming the hustle. Yeah, has nothing, you are. Has nothing to do with yeah. Pete. Sure, whatever. Grant. Anyway, Grant, what do you got for us, buddy? I'll go consume. I don't have any of the nerdy beer talk, but I got. Uh, <laughs> I uh, tasted pretty good after having the natural light pint. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, there, there's something for you to hang your hat on, right, guys? That's my your hardcore beer analysis. tastes good after you've had a natty light. After you've <laughs> cleansed your palate with a natty light, maybe, your, your your hustle goes down. Maybe that's great. a maybe that's a marketing avenue they can explore. Maybe they just open up new windows for them. All right, guys. Here's a, if you want to hustle, if you want to order a hustle, uh, first you need to have this natty light, uh, and then you can have the hustle. Because otherwise, Grant did say on that right. first hour though that he would drink pretty much anything. So he did. Uh, it's about that time for Mike to piss into a glass and see if that's true. <laughs> Too late. We're already Damn past it. that. Uh, all right, moving on. Consume it or can it? Baseball moves back to being the number one sport in the country. Grant, I want to start with you. Consume it or can it? Can it. Wow. Inherently screwed. Inherently screwed. Inherently screwed. They're going to, they're, I think they're at peace with uh, themselves being more of a niche sport growing into that. I think they've done that for a long while. Um, Nothing really they can do about it. Just kind of the nature of the game. I think us baseball fans should be cool with it. Had their had their time back in the back in the olden era, back in the fifties, as we've referenced for the thirtieth time now. But uh, the fifties have come up so much. Yeah, the fifties, man. We should like get a what a golden this, age. What a this golden is the age. Mad Men episode. Yeah, that's right. Crap. But no, I mean, they should be cool with it. Be be at peace with the football and basketball being a little bit more popular, and that's fine. You know, they'll, they'll find their niche, and as long as they continue to. Pay attention to that niche and can find find new ways to appeal to it. They'll be okay, but can Mike? What do you got? I'm gonna can the idea of them going back to number one. Um, I think I and I don't think it's for the fact that football will stay at number one. I think football will fall behind. I think soccer has a, a potential to end up being number one at some point. I realize that things are cyclical. Things change. You know. At, Right now, baseball is down. It could come back up. I just don't see it being the number one sport. Um, I feel like the American public wants the action. They want the hitting. They want what you see in football. Maybe that'll change down the road, uh, and they kind of get back to this you know, more simpler aspect. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I would say, at best, baseball gets back up to, uh, to number two. Um, I think the one thing that baseball could do to improve is to continue to try new things. We talked about a couple different ideas that are way outside the box, 
and Scott, you mentioned this in between shows, those necessarily won't draw in a viewer that watches constantly. But once the, that viewership falls off, let's try something different. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's make this just an ever-evolving thing. I think baseball has fallen into this trap of this is how it was in the 1860s, so this is how it has to be now. And I think baseball needs to continue to evolve and continue to change with the times or else they're just going to fall farther back than, than what they already are. So I think there's the possibility of them gaining momentum, getting back a little bit, but I don't think they get back on top ever. So I'm going to can it. I'm going to make that a three times can as well. But here's Triple my can. thing with baseball. Baseball has f- figured out that they are what they are. And they're going to lie in the weeds. They're never going to get back to number one. But Mike, you said it. There's that chance that they could get back to number two. And I think baseball's okay with that. Yep. Like, they understand that... Baseball is going to be a part of Americana no matter what. And if it's a regional sport, if it doesn't get national, that's okay. Because there will always be a place for baseball. And because people grow up with it, because people play it when they're younger, that baseball will always be there. It just is never going to get back to the height of popularity that it once had in the... 1950s <laughs> to bring that back up. The worst inside joke ever. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there, I've accepted that baseball, you know, to me is always going to be something more than it is to the average person. And that's okay. I, I said on the last show that watching it as, you know, just a neutral observer, I completely understand how it's boring. But if you give baseball a chance and if you love baseball for what it is, it's a fantastic sport. There's so many things it has to offer. And while it may never be number one, it's still a great sport. This has been a good two-part episode, fellas. This has. Grant, my man, thank you for coming on. We super appreciate your time and your expertise. Anytime, guys. Uh, Go ahead and pump anything you want at the end of this show. Just look for me on the Twitter account, spitting my Reds hot takes. <laughs> uh, Red Legs Nation. But actually, more like really lukewarm takes uh, these days. But yeah, we <laughs> um, well, should have a decent-sized actual print piece coming up here in Cincinnati Magazine coming up for the September issue. Just keep an eye on awesome. that new stands. Absolutely will. That's, uh, that's about all I got. Awesome. Grant, thank you so much. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed our two-part episode here on baseball uh, in general, I don't know what happened to our intro music there. That the just fucking fuck? fell our off on us. Outro music, you mean? Outro music, whatever. Jesus. You know what I'm talking a about. I'm fucking, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hustling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to edit out this entire outro. I'm just going to re record it afterwards. <laughs> fuck all of you guys. No, this has been super fun. I'm really glad that uh, we finally got a chance, Scott. We finally did our baseball episode. We teased it forever. Here we it's are. It's been over 10 episodes in. Before I guess we've got to do the, now the, the basketball episode, the golf episode and the soccer episode uh you guys actually did a hockey episode we did do a hockey episode it was fantastic you didn't fucking listen check it out on soundcloud itunes stitcher (laughs) you can find us on google play (laughs) (laughs) oh one of our guests just reviewed his true colors that was pretty awful right there (laughs) son of a bitch crawl into a hole and die right now if any of you out there are listening if anybody's made it this far (laughs) 
<laughs> you can hit us up on uh, Twitter at Craft. We're gonna start Sports. dropping little things in so that if just you've only followed people, every yeah. single episode, you would know <laughs> just little things. There's gonna be a little code word towards the middle of the episode where it's like if you tweet us that code word, then we're gonna give you a prize or some shit. Hashtag the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> Grant's an asshole. He's done on the show. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna try this outro one more time. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Craft Sports. You can hit Scott up at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. If you got any topics you want We're us so to hit, funny. any us. beer, <laughs> yeah, it is fucking Please. great. And if you're tired of seeing fucking uh, the repost from us, if you follow us and you're tired of seeing us retweeting everything from Craft Root Sports, just fucking follow Craft Root Sports. That's it's all you need simple. to do. Like once that. Twitter account gets bigger, we won't have to retweet every fucking thing we post from Craft Roots. <laughs> and follow Grant, even though he hasn't yes. listened to our shit. Yeah, follow his Grant. shit, because that's how we are. We love to promote people that are on our show, yeah. Grant. Yeah, Grant, that's how Subliminal that message. <laughs> <laughs> much love, much love. <laughs> I haven't read anything from Grant either, so in your face, Grant. Right? No, horrible. I have. I, I read up on our guests. Check us out. Hope you guys enjoy this show. Uh, this is this got off the rails really long quick. ass <laughs> outro. Fuck it. <laughs> we actually had to restart the outro music. <laughs> Damn, because it faded out and I had to start it back up. Uh, but you know, whatever. Fuck it. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, take it easy. Thanks a lot. We out. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.